TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Hawkins Show. Chris Harrington joins me now. What are we listening to, Chris? That is an impromptu and barely recorded live version of the Bill Monroe bluegrass song Footprints in the Snow by the late, great Memphis musician Alex Schultz. Hi. Uh, are you conserving, Chris? Uh, a little bit. I mean, by the time I woke up, like, I, you know, I was not awake whenever, like, the, the 6 a.m. Um, alert or whatever went out. I don't know. But, yeah, I got up, and I turned down the thermostat, and I turned off a few lights, and uh I turned off a tiny space heater that my son was using and, you know, do it do, do a little bit, I guess. Was there another alert today? There was the alert yesterday. I don't know. My wife gets the alerts. My wife is in Minnesota. <laughs> and so, like, I got Where up. it's warmer. I, I, right. Right. I, I got up and I, I saw people talking about it. Yeah, so, right. You know. Um, all right. Uh, you have written a piece at the Daily Memphian I want to talk about in a minute about sort of the future of the Grizzlies and decisions to be made. Uh, first, there was the news uh, yesterday that they signed Scotty Pippen Jr. to a two-year, two-way deal. He's sort of an undersized scoring point guard. What say you? Yeah, you heard it on the Jeff Hawkins show first. It was a Jeff Hawkins show exclusive that they were not necessarily going to sign a big with that yeah. uh, two-way like it was initially reported. And indeed, they did not. Um, I have seen him play. Like I have vague memories of seeing him play in like a summer league game or maybe off the bench for the Lakers last year. But I wasn't paying attention to him, so right. I don't really know a lot about him. I know he's like a little. He's a. He's a. He, he's an undersized. Like you just said, he's an undersized scoring guard. Um, he has good steal numbers, good steal rate. So there's a evidence of a lot of the defensive activity there. Obviously, they needed more ball handling depth given who is injured. And they, they, after having seen Jalen Noel sort of make an impact early in the season, the idea of like an athletic off the bound, off the dribble kind of creator, they sort of, I think they do see a need for more players of that type in the mix. And so, the, you know, they'll, they'll take a look, a shot at him. And this, and this is a, unlike Gigi Jackson, which we talk about in a minute, which I got wrong yesterday, although I noted I, that I may have been wrong yeah. when I said it. Um, this is a two-year, two-way deal. So they have they have they have him under contract on a two-way the rest of this year and next year. Are 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 they typically are two-way deals typically two years or was this some expression of confidence in him? Is that I didn't know it, what to it, think when I saw that. Yeah, it it varies. It, it depends on leverage, really. Um, and I don't know whether the second year is guaranteed or the second year is a team option. Frankly, it doesn't matter. It's a right. two-way deal, and so. It's always in the best interest of, of the team to have the second year just because, like, if you miss, who cares? If you hit, it's a, it's a great value. And so, 
you know, I don't know the, the particulars on that, but it, but it really varies. Like Vince Williams was on the two-year deal. Kenneth Lawson Jr. was not. Turns out Gigi Jackson is not. I thought he was, but he is not. So it really varies player to player. It is amazing. You would think if you like just instinctively, when you say it depends on leverage, you're like you would think, well, yeah, so if a player has leverage, they'd want a longer deal. No, 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 no. They right. if the if the if the team they want a shorter deal because they there's not much money in this deal. And the player and the uh, and the team likes to lock you up for two years if they happen to hit. So right. Um, all right, tell me about Gigi Jackson. What is his contractual status? So I, I, I thought, and again, I said yesterday that I was not totally sure about this. So I thought he may have been on a team option for the second year. Um, I had not done any digging because I hadn't really written about it yet. Right. I did some digging on it yesterday. And he is not on a two-year, two-way deal. So the Grizzlies do not have a team option for him for a two-way next season. But what they do have is they can make him a restricted free agent if they extend him extend a qualifying offer for a second year on the two-way, which if it comes to that point, they will obviously do. So that would give them matching rights on anything for him next season. Um, I, you know, does it increase the, the odds that he would not be here next season? Marginally. Um, I think it's still extremely likely. Likely Gigi Jackson is a member of the Memphis Grizzlies next season. What it does do, I think, a bit is actually make it more likely he's on the main roster. Because if if they let it get to this summer and he's a restricted free agent, based on his pedigree and based on what he's done these couple games, if he just if he's just okay the rest of the season, somebody's going to offer him a main roster deal somewhere. So I think it's 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 still extremely likely he's back. It's actually even more likely he's on the main roster. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did something after the trade deadline and went ahead and did it now. But I do think the next few weeks will be interesting for him. Um, all right. Uh, the piece, what I would urge people to read over at the Daily Memphian, does sort of look to the future. Um, I was interested. I was interested. You wrote this sort of already. Um, and what inspired that? What inspired you to well, say, "Yeah, go ahead." I mean, the, these things. I think because if this season is about next season, that means this trade <laughs> deadline is about next season, right? And this trade deadline is only like three weeks away. And so, right. you know, it, it, it was sort of time to get into that. Okay. And I may write again about the trade deadline. I didn't get into any like specifics of like made up trades or any of that kind of stuff. I just sort of setting a framework for the rest of the season. And the rest of the season is about evalu- evaluating players on the floor. But it's also about the Grizzlies thinking about and maybe even right starting now to clean up their roster for next season. All right. Well, uh, in, in, in order to, to think about that, you do have to think about uh, the money. So tell, explain to folks what the uh, luxury tax situation is for the Grizzlies. They're headed towards it and headed into it more than likely. The Grizzlies have not paid, the Grizzlies have only paid the luxury tax twice in their franchise history. And the most recent of those was in 2005. So it's been 20 years since the Grizzlies have entered the luxury tax. I'm of the opinion that they probably need to be in the tax next season to fill the contending team. I also think it's likely they will be in the tax, but there are different levels to that. And the actual luxury tax line, that, like the marker at which you enter the tax, will not be set until next July. So people don't know for certain where that line is. There's mixed reporting on that. My understanding is that it was the, the lowest it will be is 172 million. The highest is 185. It's capped at 185, but people I've talked to, multiple people, um, sort of suggest that the operating assumption is the low end right now. So it could be as low as 172 million. 
if the Grizzlies did nothing at all and just rolled what they had in the next season, and that's including Luke Kennard, who's on a team option, it's including you know having a top ten draft pick and adding that salary. They're looking at a fifteen man roster that's over one hundred and ninety million, and I don't think they're going to let it get that high with the with the additional penalties that the the new collective bargaining agreement has as you get deeper into the tax. And so that means they have to disgorge some players uh, who are currently on their roster. And we'll start with the, like the like a lot of people would say, well, that's easy. Let's just get rid of you know uh, Zaire and uh, Jake Laravia, and we'll like, clean up some of that. That and that, uh, Tillman will leave whatever anyway. And but that like you might have yeah, to. I mean, Tillman Tillman is not part of that calculation. I see because he he is not under contract. Yet. Okay, but let's everyone people might react. Let's say let's say uh, you know how I'll tell you how you clean it up. We get rid of John Conchar, Zaire Williams, Jake Laravia, and David Roddy, or three of those guys. But they're not. There may be no market for them unless you attach value to send them out, right? Yes, these are guaranteed contracts. So, like, if you cut them, you're still paying them. Right. Um, and to trade them away, someone has to be willing to make a trade with you and take them. And if your goal in the trade is to cut money, people have to be willing to send you less or no money going forward in those trades. And so that gets into the tricky territory. I'm sort of of the opinion that with the sort of that, that bottom tier of wings or Conchar, I don't know whether the Grizzlies share this opinion, by the way, but right. I'm of the opinion that of those lower tier of wings, Conchar, LaRavia, Roddy, Zaire Williams, regardless of the varying degrees the Grizzlies still believe in those players, they should be looking around with all four of them and seeing which, if any, can they do a deal where they, could, they would get off money without having to attach draft picks to do so. And if that's available to them for any of those players, I think they should probably go ahead and do it at this point. Well, uh, as you point out in the piece, and I'll tweet it out here in a minute, the most expensive of those are John Conchar, $6.2 million, and Zaire Williams, $6.1 million. I just yeah, don't... Those, those are, by the way, let me clarify, those are the salary numbers next season. Next season, yeah. Because that's, that's when the money matters. I don't see any way that anyone would actually want to take on that $6.2 million for Conchar unless there's something uh, tasty attached. But Zaire, right. is it possible you could just give away Zaire? Is, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I think it might be. Um, you know, are the Grizzlies to that point? Do the Grizzlies look around and say that the, we have no other means of, Getting of cutting salary? You know, I, 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 think, I, think, I, I think there are a handful of players I would keep an eye on as the deadline approaches. I think all four of those are very much in the mix. Um, and I don't, and like I've said before, I don't think all four will be back certainly next season. I can imagine, do you know Jake's number? I can imagine that someone might still believe in Jake LaRavia. He hasn't, you know, I agree. That's probably, that might be, LaRavia and Roddy are probably easier to move in this way, Easier, but you don't get as much, but you don't, it doesn't do as much for you because they're like a combined $5 million. You know, there's not as much relief there. Um, okay. So, uh, that's obviously what what fans might looking at it might say. Let's clean that up. But easier said than done. It does then get us to the um, to, to the to, to the trickier question, which is Luke Kennard. Um, you could, if you dealt Luke Kennard at the deadline and didn't take a lot of money back, that would certainly help. What do you what What do you think? Maybe the situation. What is his contractual situation? First of all. They've got a team option for him next season. And so Luke Kennard is a real pivot point in all of this. Um, and so, like, they don't need to trade Luke Kennard for expiring contracts because Luke Kennard is an expiring contract right. if they want it to be. Right. It's a team option. So you're not giving him away for nothing. If it comes to that, you just cut him, you know. Right. Um, 
I don't think they want to do that. I think they see him as too valuable just to cut for money reasons. And so that's why I think, I think they have to be looking around to see what they can do with him at the trade deadline. Um, if they don't find anything in the trade deadline, I think it'll be interesting come, come the summer. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that could go. I didn't mention this in the column, but in theory, you could decline your team option this summer and sign him to a new deal with a lower starting salary. Like instead of one year or 14, you could sign him for three years, 30. And it starts at $9 million. Now you cut $5 million. There's stuff like that you could do. But at this point, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but on one level, Luke Kennard has not been pushed down to like the fifth perimeter player on your team. And are you paying a fifth perimeter player $14, $15 million when you're in the tax? On the other hand, they really need the shooting, you know? And so, like, I think they like Luke Kennard still, but I think the, the realities of their roster situation and the money situation are such that I think a lot of pressure is going to be sort of moving in that direction in terms of where where they go with Kennard. What uh, just uh, what would a trade look like, like if for Luke Kennard at the deadline, for example? It could look like, it could look like any number of things, but it could very much look like the trade you made to get Luke Kennard. You know, where, where you traded an expiring contract it was Danny Green at that point and a bunch of second round picks, multiple second round picks to get Luke Kennard. You could turn around and trade Luke Kennard now for an expiring contract and a bunch of second round picks and basically just say, you know, we had Luke Kennard for, we hoped for two playoff runs. It ended right. up not happening, but like, you know, we, 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 we rented him for a couple of years for that. And now we're going to like, you know, bring him back and get, and get our money back. It could be something like that. So too valuable to just give away in that situation. You just be collecting a few, a few seconds uh, right. for him. I was interested because that you have a sentence in the end here, which I would perk my interest, which is, as you conclude the segment on Luke Kennard, you say something needs to give. What does that mean exactly? Like it's untenable to bring back his full $15 million what, next what, year? What's the rest of that? What's the... Yes, Kennard seem, Kennard, no, Kennard seems too valuable to carry into the summer and then decline his option for next season, but something needs to give. Yeah, so, something needs to give means that... Either you know you're getting off that money, or you're getting off money somewhere else in order to keep him, right. or you're renegotiating his contract to make it lower. But you don't. I don't think he can come back with him at you know near fifteen million dollars without trimming money elsewhere. Something needs to give. Doesn't necessarily have to be Kennard. It could be something somewhere else that enables you to keep Kennard. And where would uh, first of all, Aldama wasn't one of the players who you were just saying let's. Let's, you know, let's toss him aside. But he has not had the year you wanted him to have. Memphis fan, Grizzlies fans have wanted you to have. What do you make of that situation? I am skeptical he would be involved in a trade at the deadline. It's certainly possible. If he is valued by other teams, like, it wouldn't shock me. With Aldama, I think they really like him talent-wise. I think they want to see more. You're going to see more now the rest of this season. Right. I'll tell you, I'm trading Tillman. You may see a lot more, um, by the way. So it's sort of it's now time for for Aldama to get a lot of minutes. Maybe get a lot of minutes with Jaron. I think they'd like to see something there. You know, his contract next season. He's still in this rookie deal. He was the last pick in the first round. So even year four of his rookie contract next season is under four million. So like like that's still good value with him. And he's eligible for early extension. But it's sort of like the Desmond Bain thing. A, you don't have to give it to him. And B, if you do, it won't kick in for another full year anyway. So it won't matter on yes, next, next year's cap. So I think they would still like to see more with Aldama. But he, he, has, he has had an up and down, sort of underwhelming kind of season relative to expectations, that's for sure. 
So I think he's another player where, you know, the next, in terms of most intriguing players, like, you know, for the next few weeks, I, he and Gigi Jackson may be top of the list. Where does Steven Adams fit in all of this? Man, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. It's a really good question. I, you know, I think he's likely back. He's under contract. He was a great fit for the team on and off the floor before he got injured. But if you ask me, and I think I've, I, say, I say this in the column, if you ask me, like, okay, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams, if only one is back, who is it? I think the answer is Brandon Clark. Like, who is more likely? I think it's Brandon Clark. I think the Adams thing is interesting. I, he's By the start of next season, he will have missed like a year and a half of basketball. He will be on the other side of 30 at that point. He is coming off a major injury. And I don't think he's ever had a major injury or major surgery before, so it's sort of new territory. Um, you know, he is away from the team doing rehab for now, at least. He was last season as well, or last summer. And, like, the Grizzlies didn't get great intel, it doesn't seem, when he was away from the team doing rehab before. Let's hope they get better intel now. I think they have to make a decision about what they think is going to happen with him. And I don't, I don't know. You know, nobody's telling me what, you know, where, where, what that is or if it's been made. I don't know. But I think, I think it's a really interesting situation. The problem there is if you're trying to trade him now, you just trade him as a contract because right. of the injury. I, I just don't think that's good value. And then B, like, if, he, if, if you're not coming back with him as your center next season, who are you coming back with? I don't think there's an answer on the roster. So now you're putting yourself in a position of having to go out and find a starter at a time where you're trying to shave salary. I just think, you know, the best thing for all parties involved is that Steven Adams is back 100% next season. That would be my hope. Uh, I've, I've tweeted out uh, Chris's uh, piece on all of this, which you can read at the Daily Memphian. In terms of who might replace him, it's interesting. I've now, I've now taken up studying uh, uh, draft possible draft picks more closely. There are a lot of centers. And I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah are, are it you seems to be a center-rich in the middle of the first round. Yeah, I mean, because once upon a time, I would have said, "Well, they keep looking; they need to find way." I, you know, wings are valuable, whatever else. But now, I sort of, when I look at it, I think is the main if they use the pick, not if they flip the pick, which they might well. Um, but if they use the pick again, who knows how the draft falls, whatever else. But it feels like the area of need that maybe matches up with this draft is. Bigs, true center, right? Yeah, I mean, depends on the, the you know, depends on what mock draft you look at, and those are all going to change, and they may change dramatically by the time we get to the draft because, I mean, they are not very, um, they're not very in line now. Like right. it's just all over the place, even that number one, yeah. you know, in an unusual way. But you see a lot of mocks that have multiple centers, not as high as like six or seven where the Grizzlies are slotted. But not, but right below that, you know, you've got Donovan Klingon at UConn and Kyle Filipowski at Duke, Kalel Ware at Indiana, this guy Eves Missy, I can't remember where he is. I'm going to get the school wrong, but he's a college player. So you have that, and then up at the top, if you jump up, this guy Alexander Sarr is considered right. a possible number one pick. And so there are a lot of bigs in there. And so, I mean, it, even, if the Steven Adam, even if Steven Adams comes back, like, it makes a lot of sense if – if you don't want to reach for position in the, that high in the draft, obviously, right. but it makes a lot of sense, you know, theoretically to draft a center and have them understudy for a year with Stephen Adams, and then maybe be ready to take over after that. I mean, it does that does line up pretty well. Um, any thoughts on there were uh, words uh, that we people have been thinking that Pascal Siaka might end up in D, Indiana. That would be a logical spot for him. 
the rumors yesterday were three firsts um, and Bruce Brown for uh, Pascal Siakam. What would you make of that deal, and how do you like the fit? And, of course, I guess it's as a rental. I mean, you know, what, what do you what do you do? No, with that? I think Indiana is making that deal with, with some Extension. indication right. that they, they will they – will, He'll, they'll sign a new deal with him this summer. And I don't think they would make that deal without that indication. Um, so, no, I think it's adding a core piece to go with Tyrese Halliburton for not just this season but beyond. Um, you know, it's sort of not all first-round picks are created equal, right? So it sort of right. depends on the details of all that. Um, it seems like a reason – from a distance, it seems like a reasonable, reasonable deal for both teams. Bruce Brown is a really good player, but he sort of has to be – has to have the right fit. And he had a perfect fit for Denver last season. Right. He hasn't been quite as as as, as, as um, you know hand in glove with the Pacers. And so you know I, I could see a deal like that happening, and it, it wouldn't I wouldn't blink an eye at it from you for either team. Chris, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 